Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. In today's episode, we are covering the February 4th sermon titled Homemade. Now, this is the first in a series for February? I think so. Okay. It's the first, so uh, on love. Okay, and so this sermon was an interesting way to go about that, because you'd think, you know, oh, a sermon on love, it'd be, you know, marriage, maybe even talk about like singleness or that kind of thing. But this was on discipline, talking about the parent's relationship with the child. So you mentioned it a little in the sermon, but can you explain why you wanted to start there with this series? Well, actually, there was a transition between the last series and this series. The week before, we talked about the church, community, and there's, you know, Jesus told us to love one another, and that happens in the context of church and community. But I wanted to bring that funnel down, and I wanted to cover what happens in the family, in the family unit, and then uh, this coming week, I'll talk about marriage. So I wanted to talk about love that wasn't a romantic love, but it was a love that parents have towards their children, and sometimes that requires discipline. And where, where the twist was in the sermon at the end, what I wanted to do is every parent that heard my message, they're thinking, yeah, my kids don't really understand at times because I have to discipline them just how much I love them. And the twist was I wanted them to stop for a minute and consider if you love your children this much, imagine how much God loves you. And so I wanted to end with that visual in their mind of the prodigal son, the, the father going out, waiting, longing for the return of his son. And so I really wanted people walking out of here realizing how much God loves us. I want to talk about the opportunity and the responsibility that we as parents have, that we as parents have oftentimes in our culture neglected, and there are consequences to that. But once I established that, I wanted to turn back around and talk about God's love for us. And I wanted them to feel it. Well, you did very well because Jonathan said it was a top five sermon. Ooh. And I heard from some other people that they also really enjoyed it. So I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. I have a question for you. Okay. You know, uh, your mother and I have been very blessed. Out of our five children, four are in church and three are in some type of Christian service or doing things for the Lord. You even went to seminary. I think you can verify the fact that I was a disciplinarian. Yes. Yes. I was very, I was very strict with y'all. But a lot of times pastors' kids rebel against all of this. Can you think about some things we did to foster your desire to know more about God, to take that on your own shoulders and to develop that relationship between you and God outside of your parents? Can you know, because I was thinking, what did we do? Because I don't think it was magic or anything that we did. Well, I think one of the big things that I always enjoyed growing up was that every night you or mom would always pray with us before we went to bed. I mean, even when we were teenagers in, and- in high school, you know, so that I think was really impactful. I think also seeing how you both are just as people and your 
daily life, how you respond to things. I mean, you mentioned this in the sermon. If parents fall in love with Jesus, if they have that relationship, basically if they have the relationship they want their kids to have with Jesus and they focus on, you know, as a parent developing that themselves, then their kid will see that. And that's going to be very attractive to them to see, wow, that was a really upsetting situation at work, but my dad didn't flip out about that. He had a cool head with it. You know, that kind of thing. It's a very good thing to see that example lived out. And so then the kid just sees, hey, that's how I want to react in those situations. Because, you know, if we're honest, it's very clear that all of my children saw the tough part of church. Y'all didn't see church just from a spectator's perspective. You saw the backside of church and some of the ways at times we were treated. Uh, And again, we've been so blessed to be here. But there were some things you saw about church. So you knew it wasn't perfect. But, you know, we wanted to instill in you a love for God. We wanted you guys to fall in love with Jesus. And the the praying at night, uh, 99.9% of that was your mother to foster that. I think I probably bought more the intellectual cognitive side to it, and mom bought more the the emotional like side. Like the nurturing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, both both is, is needed, I think. I mean, you have a discussion with Cameron, and you'll just very quickly see how intellectual, how highbrow he is with his thoughts. And so I've had theological discussions with Cameron. And I was like, where is he getting this? Like, how does he know all this stuff? And it's just because he's interested in it and he reads and he studies on his own. But I think that's just because he's grown up in an environment where that's not only normal, but encouraged. And there are ways that, you know, you guys have helped him be able to do that all through growing up. I can remember your brother, your oldest brother, um, was attending another church for a while. And uh, he he gotten married and all, and they were moved to another city. And he calls me one day, and he'd heard this guy, a Baptist minister, preaching. And he said, Dad, this guy's preaching, and this guy happens to be preaching on 1 John. And he's saying things I've never heard you say. It sounds so different from the things you say and believe. What's what's up? And I knew right away the problem. I said, he's using 1 John 5, 13 to read back as the purpose statement of the book. I use 1 John 1, 4 to read forward as the purpose statement of the book. And I was just blown away at how much theology and biblical thinking that my kids caught. Because we didn't sit down and I taught you guys. You know, we didn't sit there— as I covered in Deuteronomy 6, theological discussions were part and parcel of our dinner time. if there was a question about God or a Bible verse or something. But we didn't do it structurally. It just it happens. It happened as we were going, as we were coming, as those types of things. So um, I just wondered, being on the receiving end of that, because again, I was very, very disciplinarian uh, but I, I always wanted to communicate that with love as well. I always wanted you guys to know I disciplined you with love or out of love. And that's what I, I think the biblical example is of, of God. God loves us. He only disciplines his children. So I, that that's what I was trying to communicate with that. Yeah, and one thing that uh, came to mind in this whole discussion was when I was in high school, I had a friend who, you know, her 
parents were kind of known as the cool parents. Like they let their kids do whatever they wanted. You know, they got away with everything because everything was fine. But I remember my friend in high school saying how annoyed she was because she felt like she had to be the parent because she had younger siblings and they were doing all this kind of crazy stuff. And she's like, yeah, but my parents aren't going to do anything because they're, you know, trying to be the cool parents. And so here I am, 16, 17 years old. I'm the parent in the household. And it was just incredibly frustrating for her. And I mentioned in my sermon, one of the biggest problems I see is parents trying to be their kids' friends from the time they're two, three, four years old up to the time they're 18. And then when they get 18, 19, 20, 25, 30, then they want to parent them. And it's just the opposite. You be their parent up to the time they leave their house, and then you make that transition to being their friend. And I got to tell you, that is the fun part that your mother and I are living now, because all of our children have transitioned to being our friends. And if we have a question about something, we call our children. Our children add to the quality of our life, the decisions we make in our lives, and that is a great transition. You have to pay that price on the front end so the back end will be able to be fruitful. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not a parent, so I can't entirely speak to this, but it does seem like the job of a parent is to prepare their child or children to be adults in the world. And so if you do your job well, your kid is going to be the person that you want them to be, and they're going to respect you. And then, as you said, when they're older, they're going to want to be your friend because they are going to appreciate how you raise them. They're going to respect you. But if you if you don't, I mean, and that relationship gets flipped, it's going to be tough for both of you. And I really doubt that that kid is going to be prepared for the world. Exactly. You know, if there's just one more thing that I left out that I wanted to cover was really the why, what what gave impetus to this sermon. Cameron announced to us, and, and we've been working on this for six months for Cameron to move out. We had to have the right situation because he drives uh, an hour, one way to work. So he's on the road two hours a day. We know he wanted to get a place close by. We wanted the situation to work out. So Cameron announced this week that he was moving out. And so me and mom are truly empty nesters. But the other thing that happened this past week was we had two of our families in the church have babies. And so I was thinking about the transitions of life. Here's new life coming into homes. How will they be raised? How will they be disciplined? Will they grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? And then I was thinking about Cameron. You know, he's the last last one to leave the nest. And so it was in that context, and I'd forgotten to say that. I said something about Cameron, but I didn't say anything about the, the two families that are, are welcoming life into to their world. So that was really what brought this sermon about. Yeah, and like I said, I think it was a really good one. Um, it would definitely connected with people and I think explained well with those passages included how we can view God's discipline of us in that same parent-child relationship. And I think that shed a lot of light on how we understand God the Father and us, his children. Because as parents, we want so much for our kids. And especially the Deuteronomy 6 passage, God wants so much for us. 
Absolutely. Thanks for breaking that down. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church.